0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them.
1: You're listening to Country Squire Radio.
0: Welcome to Square Radio. I'm Bo,
1: and I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man. Good afternoon, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, dude. It is Thanksgiving week. Yeah, that's right. As uh, as the show comes out, it'll be uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And uh, dude, what you what are <laughs> you doing for Thanksgiving? What you got going on?
0: Oh, you know, I thought that I might, uh, yeah, I might take a little, uh, little trip, go, go back to the old J town and, uh, and see what's, what's going on, going on. Uh, yeah, in, in you coming, you coming back to see me, right? I'm coming back. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be fun for a couple of days anyway. It, it should be fun. It's, it's wild, man. Because like. Yeah, I was. Uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't actually mention this on the podcast, but I will. Anyway, there's, there's a couple mm-hmm. of folks that like, you know, when, when you're coming home uh, and especially uh, probably, probably entrepreneurs can, can probably recognize this. You come home and there's going to be some people you gotta be like, Hey, you got to hit up cause they owe you money and they never paid up before you left. And then there's some <laughs> people that are ready to hit you up cause you owe them money. <laughs> Dude, that's so, hilarious.
1: Yeah. That,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I, I won't good. go into the details, but that's, uh, that's been like the course of the last couple of emails. It's just like, Hey, I'm about to be in town. According to your contract, you owe me some money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, I just hope two, uh, right. I'm not in either of those categories. As I, well, no, I, mean, I, no, I wouldn't no. mind it if you owed me some money. I could use some, no, I don't that, know, some beer be... money or some Boodles money or
0: something like that, but, dude. You know uh, what I do? You know, for, for all intents and purposes, I do owe you some Boodles money. We should, we should
1: go out for a drink <laughs> if we can while I'm in town. We should do that. That needs to happen. Yeah, that needs to happen. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to. It's going to be fun to record, uh, man. Record some content while you're here, and um, man, yeah. just uh, enjoy the. Uh, Enjoy some time, so that'll be great, man. Look we've got some
0: great holiday episodes coming your way of course you know uh, longtime listeners know we, we traditionally do a, a tracking and packing around this time of year uh, so look for that next week we'll have a lot of fun talking about various uh, things for carrying your pipes as you travel around for the holidays and uh, and then some more uh, some more great holiday themed goodness uh, that uh, yeah we, we really think you're gonna love uh, now John David I know a lot's going on uh, there at the Squire Ooh, and beyond what's, you ain't uh, what's,
1: what's going on what's going on back in Jackson man? <laughs> Man, well, it, it is an exciting week, and we've got uh, a lot going on. So I, I'll get the, um, you know, the first uh, pipe related thing out of the way. Man, it, it is Thanksgiving week, and of course that means it is the week of Black Friday. And of course, um, you know, we always, uh, you know, when th- people think of Black Friday, typically they think of uh, places like Best Buy and Target and Walmart and some of these places. But um, man, it, that uh, applies uh, to to the Country Squire as well, and and generally does. And so, um, man, Black Friday through Small Business Saturday and on through Cyber Monday. Uh, We will be having an awesome sale. Uh, The email should go out about this later today, we hope. Uh, It'll be an additional 10% off pipe. So a lot of our pipes uh, actually are already on sale. We've got a lot of uh, pipes that are already at a great price, pipes like uh, Chacombe. Um, Savinelli, Peterson, uh, Nording, um, it, you know it, Dunhill, Costello, but then we're actually going to add an extra ten percent on top of that, which is exciting. So, um, man, it just just a really great pipe sale, and then also fifteen percent off all of our uh, house blends here at the shop. So all these Squire original blends that we've put uh, a lot of work into and are really proud of, um, those will be fifteen uh, percent off as well. And that includes Figgy Pudding and uh, and Cordial Friends, our our two seasonal blends, which are which are blowing out. Yeah. So, so that that's that's the first first housekeeping thing, man. Second, we had a really special uh, thing happen here. Um, I guess it was uh, two weeks ago. Now it was actually two weeks to the day. Um, Our dear, dear friend, uh, who's been a longtime customer of the Country Squire, uh, Jay, Jay Hayes, he lives in Macomb, Mississippi. And, um, man, just a a really generous, genuine, tender-hearted guy. I always love uh, talking to him and his wife, Eva. They're uh, just really kind people, them and their children. But but Jay uh, actually made the Country Squire a tobacco press. A gi- <gasps> a gigantic tobacco press, man! It's so no. it's amazing. It's am- and I haven't put photos out of it yet, but um, but that'll be announced today. I'm actually gonna uh, try to try to blast that out on social media. But but James, dude, man, it's incredible. Uh, so so we this was actually in the works for uh, a long time, and it was long time. It was a, it yeah. was a piece that uh, the squire was was missing. It was something that we uh, we really wanted in order to kind of broaden our. Uh, abilities to, um, you know, create custom blends and, and, and we didn't want to go halfway in. We wanted something that would make a really significant, um, impact on, you know, what we're able to do. Um, and, and Jay, he, he actually approached me about this. He was like, look, I, I love the shop. I've been there for so long. And, um, you know, he, he appreciates, you know, what we've done and everything, which is so kind. And, um, and so he was like, "Look, what what if I what if I made you a tobacco press? Would you Would you use it? Would you put it in the shop? Would you display it? And of course, I'm immediately salivating right over the idea. Yeah, right, right, right. Now, when we talk about tobacco press, so um, you know, the new pipe smoker that might be out there. Think about um, you know, when you press tobacco. You're, you're basically accelerating the aging process, right? You're, you're taking these leaves and you're forcing them uh, into a confined space, which is going to uh, create th- those, uh, you know, the moisture in those leaves will marry up. Uh, heat tends to increase. Um, you know, the flavors will get more intense. And, uh, you know, the, the sugars and all that stuff gets a lot more complex. It's, uh, it's just a really magical process. As we talked about before on the podcast, there's no uh, substitute for time pressure and heat and uh, and man this 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 huge tobacco press that Jay was so kind enough to make and, and actually he got the whole family involved in on it even his kids helped uh, decorate it wow. and it, it was just so yeah. precious man so so sweet but um, so man we so uh, he you know we, we've got the ability now to do some cool stuff with this it's a it's a large uh, you know six foot tall uh, piece of furniture it's actually pretty cool if I'm remembering right Jay he he actually made this out of planks from an old old uh, railroad boxcar <laughs> <laughs> which is um it's just a beautiful piece of furniture, man, and, it, you know, perfect. because of that, and it's just very antique-looking. It's uh, really, really nice, so it's a big screw jack that's there, and um, so we've got uh, a couple of, uh, about three and a half pounds of tobacco in there right now. It's been in there two weeks, and I'm actually going to take it out later today, and we're going to see what's up, so, uh, man, just just look forward to that, you know, as far as Squire blends and all that stuff, uh, you know, th- we, we're looking forward to, um, you know, putting out some stuff that I think is going to be pretty special, um, you know, with with that with that particular thing so pretty cool that's
0: incredible man that's that's been that's pretty been a cool. dream of yours for some time too so yeah that's, long, that's all, i had no clue this is i'm learning about this for the first time that this is a long you know, time so that's yeah that's
1: awesome pretty pretty sweet so
0: i mean, I, I gotta ask though have, have you done like have you done the maiden voyage like pipe tobacco so to speak like is that has that already like yeah, transpired so that-
1: like I said, you know, we've got three and a half pounds of tobacco in there right now. But the thing, the thing is, is it was just kind of whatever tobacco it was. It wasn't right, thoughtful. Right. It wasn't like a thoughtful, um, you know, uh, blend. it's the beta test. It's a beta. Like I, we literally just, uh, to be honest with you, we had, we had a whole bunch of tobacco put back that when we were blending one day, we messed up a recipe and we just had a <laughs> whole bunch of tobacco sitting back there. And it's yeah. like, what are we going to do with it? It's really good tobacco, but it's like, man, I mean, you hate to, just put it in the whatever jar because so much of it and it's you know just so we were kind of scratching our heads thinking well maybe in the springtime we can use it for a, a limited edition blend and and you know combine it with some other stuff and make it make it good and um and so anyway you know Jay brings us uh, tobacco press in and that night we're kind of sitting around we like what are we going to do with it and I'm like man I want to put something in it now wait i've got just the thing <laughs> and uh man it was it was so exciting so we uh man we're we're fired up about it and it'll be um i think it'll be i think it'll be interesting we're we're you know eager to eager you to, could
0: you could release it as like guinea pig or beta test or alpha
1: test oh, or yeah some, something like that yeah, you know gu- I mean? guinea, <laughs> guinea pig number one yeah <laughs> yeah exactly
0: that's it'll great. be good chimps man. in what, space that's however what it is, it is Boston, I'll, I'll be chimps sh- in yeah. space <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'll be sure to uh i'll be sure to send you a send uh, you send you a send you a, send you a little brick of it so um man finally oh, that'd be great
0: well you know i could uh yeah
1: yeah F- finally. Sorry, hey, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Th- this is this is really exciting, and th- this is a big announcement for the pipe community. And we are, um, man, just very pleased to announce it uh, here today. And, of course, I've been uh, – a- everyone is familiar with the International Lunting Society, right? Good friends of the show. Scott Beidler, um, you know, he has, uh, you know, been a dear friend since uh, day one and, uh, of course, really active in the pipe smoking community. And um, there's lunters, man, all over the world, right, that, uh, you know, interact with our, with our show. And, um, you know, with the Lunting Society, it's just such a such a precious uh, thing. You know, the whole idea of uh, outdoor activity with, um, you know, with your pipe and and smoking and, you know, the camaraderie that kind of goes around that. And, man, we have announced uh, this week that uh, we are going to uh, we're partnering with the International Lunting Society to hold a lunt and we are holding it for Uh the pipe community right here in Jackson, Mississippi. (laughs) Man, this is just dreams coming true left and right. I feel like Christmas is coming early. This is amazing. I know we have worked, you know, this has been something we've wanted to do for a very long time. And, you know, the Squire is going to turn 50 years next year. And so um, we've got a lot of events kind of in the works that we are, um, you know, going to be rolling out. And this is is one of the first announcements that kind of coincides with that. So March 28th, uh, 2020, here in jackson mississippi at Lafleur's bluff state park uh we will host a lunt to remember uh by the international lunting society uh and sponsored by the country squire and man just so so excited um it's kind of cool get this so the the you know the um the idea here of course it's called a lunt to remember and we'll be raising uh money for the alzheimer's foundation right a lunt to remember mm-hmm. alzheimer's mm-hmm. foundation That's so so, so um, yeah. Very good. Really cool, man. Really cool. It's going to be a free event. Uh, the only thing you'll have to pay for uh, is parking um, at the state park. It's like four bucks per car. Not a big deal. Anything we raise, as far as t-shirt sales and and other things, donations, we're going to do raffle. Um, you know, all that will go to um, you know the uh, the Alzheimer's Foundation. But um, man, 3 p.m. Uh, March 28th here in Jackson, Mississippi. There's camping available at Lafleur's Bluff State Park, and also nice. a, there's a beautiful State Park, uh, just to the east of town here called Roosevelt State Park. And that has uh, even more camping opportunities and uh, hiking and and fishing and all that kind of stuff too. So really, really awesome. Uh, We are so excited about that and just really fired up to uh, partner with Scott and the International Lunting Society. Uh, w- one of the most fun things about this bow, uh, you know, we're hoping pipe smokers from all over the Southeast and, and even the country come to this thing. We want it to be a big uh, a, a big event. We're, we're, we're going to have, um, you know, food and, and vendors and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, Ira Barger, a pipe smoker, um, who is a very accomplished musician, does a lot of um, man, uh, bluegrass, blues, grungy soul stuff. He's a He's a Mississippi native, lives in Louisiana, uh, but he is going to be here uh, providing live music and jamming out. And, uh, man, we are just so stoked. It's going to be great. (laughs) So, man. Anyway, awesome time. Mark your calendars. Make plans to come. Actually, you can go to lunting org, which is the um, you know the the website for the International Lunting Society. And man, you can actually sign up today to uh, to do this. There's all kinds of details on there. Uh, place you know details on the state park we're going to do this at. Uh, other things about our area and Jackson. And uh, man, we're just uh, we're really really excited about this. So um, man, uh, the International Lunting Society and the Country Squire, a lunt to remember, March twenty eighth. 2020 uh be here and uh and we are so uh so excited to host this fun event so um yeah man man that's it's gonna be great that sounds incredible
0: <laughs> look that sounds like so much fun it, it, it's kind of hard for me sitting here thinking that i'm just sitting here in houston and, and having to miss out on that i we might
1: need to make something happen. We I was to about to say, I, yeah, maybe yeah. Bo missing out on on something that uh, that major. I don't know. That, I, it seems like that's a road trip. Huge. Maybe, uh... <laughs> that,
0: that, yeah. That that seems uh, you know, episode three hundred level huge. I, I'm just throwing it. out. You know what? I don't know. We we might have to. um... Might have to kick around a few ideas, uh, a some few, more on that I- in the future. No, that's
1: right. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be a lot of fun. Hey, man, uh, look, we are. We know, We know. got a lot of, uh, of housekeeping. Obviously, those are some major announcements, big things that are going on. Yeah. And it yeah. just occurred to me, you know, as we're sitting here, obviously, it's a Thanksgiving uh, episode. A lot of times, these holiday episodes are not necessarily like you know the best episodes for new listeners to come on but based on what we're about to be talking about here i have a feeling that we've got a lot of new listeners (laughs) tuning into this because we're (laughs) going to be doing something that nobody has really done all that much uh in in the pipe tobacco world and that is going to be diving into pipe tobacco and pipe smoking in the world of star wars or rather the galaxy of star wars uh but first before we do that we still have a few more housekeeping items to to get to but but stick stick around because i promise uh you know we we are we are are going to get there uh, Of course we do have Coming up uh, Our best of 2019 uh, special episode that we do every single year. Now, what you'll need to do to be able to participate, so you can go ahead and start uh, putting in your nominees. If you head over to our Facebook or Twitter channel, uh, you will be able to actually see posts for each individual category. And in those posts, you can comment or reply with who you feel should be nominated for those various categories. Um, and this year, we've got all the same uh, categories as last year, plus a few new ones. We got Best Pipe Carver, YouTube channel pipe manufacturer, pipe tobacco blend, specific like an artisan blend, tin tobacco, tobacconist, publication web or print, pipe, tamp, and for the first time ever, we are also going to have two new categories entering in, uh, the best pipe case of 2019 and the best broad pipe accessory of 2019. So that is completely open to whatever you want to throw in there. Um, That's a pipe accessory. We want to kind of make sure that we've got room for that this year so uh head over to facebook.com slash country squire radio or at squire radio on twitter look for those posts coming out this week uh in uh following thanksgiving and you can go ahead and start putting in those nominations uh we'll have a little bit more on that next week uh and next week also we've got to, we've got some new uh, club members we got to get to but man we, we got a big show we got to jump into man it's uh it's a little late in the game here so we got we gotta make it happen <laughs> so john david i want to take you back
1: I first of all, let me just state quickly. I can't believe we're about to talk about this. This, I mean, no, it, we have to. This is fan. This is fantastic, but it is so country Squire radio, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, and it is so Bo York. Like when when I was confirming our uh, episode for this week, uh, you know, and and then I got you to you know remind me what what we were going to talk about. I was just like, Ugh, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. And I said, I know. I know. Look, I know. Tee it up, man.
0: A long time ago, on a podcast not that far away, a podcaster in the pipe world named Bo York made the claim that there was no pipe smoking in Star Wars. And then, like the lights, the spark of rebellion was sent out (laughs) as the masses came with their blasters and torches to explain, how dare you, sir? How dare you say there's no pipe smoking in in Star Wars? Because, of course, there is. How dare you forget nameless ewok in the back corner
1: of return of the jedi exactly and uh, <laughs> and, and 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 you went on to be raked over the coals right
0: <laughs> over and over and over again look this uh we mentioned it last week but of course a uh, good friend of the show brian levine uh took took to uh, uh the various social medias to publicly shame me and then also we got some much kinder reach outs as well in fact benjamin spence uh, a listener of the show he actually sent us a nice email uh what did benjamin have to say
1: Uh, Yeah, Benjamin went on to say uh, thanks y'all for everything that y'all do. (laughs) This must be a southerner. Uh, He said thanks y'all for everything that y'all do. I was listening recently to the episode on D-Day and saw where y'all said Jabba the Hutt was the only known Star Wars pipe smoker. This, however, is not true. I don't know if anyone has already pointed it out, but if you recall in Return of the Jedi, while C-3PO is telling the story to the Ewoks, there is an Ewok that is indeed smoking a pipe. So, it appears that the ewoks are in fact the most civilized in the star wars universe uh and he's got a link to the video of course so um yeah uh, anyway keep up the great uh content every week and the good work so uh, yeah. man thanks so much benjamin but yeah uh man that's the that's the gist of it right uh man uh, nameless ewok uh smoking a pipe in uh, in return of the jedi
0: now there's a lot to unpack here we've talked about the pipe in you know in uh, <laughs> Broader media on several occasions, the way that it's kind of used to connotate uh, meaning, it's an iconic statement, right? Generally, when you see someone smoking a pipe in, uh, in a play or in television or in movies or even just in any visual medium, uh, instantly you kind of pick up, okay, this person is wise, Right, this person is being contemplative. They're deliberating on something. They're taking a moment. So there's, there's always, you know, the pipe is a choice. Just like in real life, John David, as you like to say, uh, when you're smoking a pipe, you're making a statement, and that is absolutely true. And so, if you think about. You know, that choice that you make in your personal life to smoke a pipe and the statement that you may be putting out there, you gotta think broadly, as well as, you know, narratives are being told and movies are being seen and, and characters are being created, the choice to give a character a pipe, there is a statement that's being made here. And I think yeah. that when it comes to the ewoks, there are a ton of statements being made. Ewoks, one <laughs> of the most controversial <laughs> Star Wars things several years ago. Remember that? Remember when Ewoks were the controversial thing? <laughs>
1: was- right. Yeah, no, right. Boy, can we go back to those days real quickly are you i've forgotten are you pro ewok or anti-ewok
0: i've you know what I, I go back and forth but i think when it all comes down to it i'm not anti anything in star wars even even like the stuff that i'm like eh, all right I, I still i still love i still even I, you know what i'll say it i'll say it i will say this i will say this on the internet and i will stand by it I, gungans I really it
1: I no really i'm gonna regret, say it i regret this
0: go ahead gungans gungans are not that bad And Jar Jar Binks, in context, is fine in small doses. Uh...
1: Uh. (laughs) But we're not. I to throw up Gungans. in my mouth a little bit, but let, let, let's let's continue to move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, look, I'll, I'll uh, I could make a case for the Gungans and Jar Jar at, at any at any given point, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about the Ewoks. <laughs> now, this is the beautiful thing. If you think about Back in Return of the Jedi, this is the sequence in which uh, the pipe is actually featured. Is as uh, mentioned in the email from Benjamin when c-3po is basically kind of telling them the story of star wars basically the movie and the story thus far uh, now this our, our heroes have been through some stuff at this point um, you know they are on indoor they are trying to kind of storm uh the imperial fortress that is providing the shield for the death star and uh at first when the our heroes are seen by the ewoks with the exception of leia they are seen as potentially food or some kind of sacrifice, specifically a sacrifice to their new god C-3PO. <laughs> here you are with this <laughs> gilded, golden individual who stands tall, and all of a sudden, every everybody in the Ewok community begins bowing down and worshiping him. So you know immediately we're supposed to kind of get the idea that this is kind of a primitive, a primitive, uh, a primitive uh, group of uh, aliens here that they kind of have this uh religious structure that, that is kind of very open to oh this is now bigger and shinier therefore we must worship it and kill everything around it for its enjoyments <laughs> you know um <laughs> and so instantly you you are kind of put off by that right like this is uh they have han solo he's tied up he's being um uh, they're trying to light a fire under him very poorly i might add which is funny in an entire forest full of kindling uh and uh and so he's like trying to push you know <laughs> blow out the fire uh, Luke is trying to basically kind of work out a deal through C-3PO to kind of convince them not to do it. Leia, even she's got some pull with the Ewoks because of her relationship with Wicket, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but uh, but ultimately, it's not until C-3PO kind of flies, or at least uh, Luke raises C-3PO with the Force using his quote magic, uh, that kind of you know exerts that power over them and and kind of lets them know, okay, we need to actually do what he's saying. And and so again, this is we're, we're not really presented with the ewoks as an industrious people uh a people who are you know um uh uh, you know intellectual let's say we're we're not really supposed to see them at this moment as really a threat beyond just the primal threat of it's new different kill it kill it you know what i mean
1: right right
0: so, I mean, like there's a lot that's being communicated here, not just in, you know, those relationships, but also in the way that they're presented. Ewoks are teddy bears. I mean, let's just let's just call them what they are. They're teddy bears. And uh, and part of the reason why, you know, there's a, there's a great novelization of Return of the Jedi that goes into specifically. Uh, Leia and the way that she sees uh, the first Ewok that she sees Wicket and it reminds he reminds her very instantly of a teddy bear that she had uh, a a toy that she had when she was a young girl and so you know instantly we kind of see the marketability of the Ewoks from that but we also see uh, just that cute and cuddly nature despite the savagery that also surrounds them so there's complexity here is what I'm saying and I think that that complexity is important because while we are seeing them in, in such a way once things do calm down, and once we don't, once we stop seeing them as both cannibal and teddy bear, we see them in this moment where they're gathered around the fire, and C-3PO is sharing the story with them, and the chief and the advisors are all sitting around and they're discussing as to whether or not they're going to support and lend help to the rebels. Uh, and you know, this is where the pipe comes out. This is where they're smoking the pipe. And so we've talked about before about the pipe being kind of that that campfire moment in your hand. Uh, And in many respects, we kind of see the pipe being used in in such a capacity. Now, I noticed something, John David, that is interesting. We don't see a lot of uh, Ewoks smoking a pipe. We see one specific pipe, which could indicate some sort of uh, kind of a similarity to a peace pipe where it's being passed around in some ways. But I like to, you know, on on another viewing, it does appear like it is being held specifically by one elder. And so I wonder if there is kind of a connection to, again, that kind of eldership and wisdom that is being connotated in this moment, as opposed to the savagery or as opposed to the cuteness in this moment right here, because the pipe has been introduced, because we are having a quiet moment, wisdom has been introduced. And that, my friends, that is really the power of using the pipe on screen and being able to (laughs) communicate and gear shift in a pretty major way.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's one of those things when you said, uh, you, you nailed it, the introduction of the pipe into the, uh, into the scene, into the story, um, you're, you're making a statement there. You're announcing, okay, we are, uh, we're pivoting into something more serious, uh, more thoughtful. Uh, and, and I think the wisdom there, the, uh, tradition of carrying on, uh, you know, the, the storytelling of, uh, you know, our ancestors, you've got C-3PO, uh, you know, it, <laughs> making the, uh, you know, trying to describe the uh, you know noises of the uh, yeah, sound you know, effects, <laughs> yeah, the sound effects and all this kind of stuff. It, it, it's just it it reminds us of uh, you know someone sitting around the campfire, right, telling these stories of old and uh, you know passing these things down from generation to generation. And so it really it's the perfect place for uh, for a pipe.
0: There's another thing that's going on here in this moment as well, and that's where I think part of the shift and where we see the Ewoks in the rest of the film is also connecting to another. Uh, another lore, another franchise, uh, another story that has pipes very deeply throughout, and that's the works of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. And if you think about the way in which Lord of the Rings is structured, and The Hobbit to a lesser extent, um, there is there is a a distinct you know good evil battle that is being you know warred, but it's it's not just good and evil. It is also nature versus technology. And Lucas has said specifically Hmm. that the choice to use the Ewoks or at least an Ewok-like creature was really to kind of tap into something. Now, I don't know that he has ever really credited Tolkien, but I think it's pretty clear here what's going on in a very Tolkien-esque way. Um, that the very technologically advanced empire that you know—they literally have a giant death laser in the sky that can destroy an entire planet, right? <laughs> they have a a shield generator held up in a metal fortress that is being surrounded by armed guards with laser blasters and giant walking mechanical robot—you know—chickens. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there, this is <laughs> this is a technological powerhouse yep. that stands out as like significantly different than the lush green forest that surrounds it. You know, the uh, the trees are all very, you know, they have a history to them. They're all very natural. Uh, there's no roads here. They're, they're flying around in those, um, you know, the speeder bikes, and they're having to dodge trees left and right because there is no, uh, you know, there is no, like, destruction of the forest from that standpoint. There is no tree yeah. Uh, yeah. roads that have been paved. And so, you know, you see the empire existing in this space as that kind of abrasive technology. And to be thwarted by a, a people and a group that... You know they they're attacking them with sticks and rocks, man. Like they they're going in and then, and they're able to take <laughs> on the empire because they honestly they were being overlooked. It they the empire was probably seeing uh them as just these random creatures or not to be taken seriously, but the reality is no, the Ewoks do have a culture. They do have a history. They do have a religion. And while, you know, it's kind of played for cuteness and laughs at the beginning or or perhaps to some extent in kind of an insulting way, The reality is, is that because we kind of first were introduced to him through that kind of almost imperial mindset – by the end of it, we've kind of seen things through the ewok lens. They're taking back, you know, their their homeworld. They're they're partnering up with the rebels, and they're not just combating, you know, combating the evil empire. They're combating, you know, technology that has like forced its way on their land. So I make that comparison because the shift comes in this moment. And it comes in this moment where the pipe is first introduced. And you can't talk about a war between nature and technology and with with pipes at the center of it without making that direct connection connection to J.R. Tolkien.
1: Man, that that is—I mean—I I can't believe you unpacked it the way you did. But um, I'm impressed, man. I got—I got I to gotta tip my hat to you. I mean that—that that is a—that um, is a well uh, thought-out, you know, an analysis of uh, you know what what is happening there during that. Uh, that period um yeah i mean i i, I think you know, i think you crushed it <laughs> well so that's the
0: thing man like honestly pipes in this is why i love whenever we get a chance to talk about pipes and media even the smallest like literally the smallest moment right blink and you miss it literally blink and you miss it right it has meaning there is a choice that the director is making there's a choice that the producer is making and so like i love this i love this so much and i you know i i get it you know we 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 joked around last episode and at the top of this one about you know me getting called out for for missing this But the reality is, is that, you know, it is such a, it is such a pivotal uh, sequence for these, for these people. I do want to, you know, and we're about to talk about the actual type of pipe that's being used here as well. And I think that's, that, that kind of ties into the, the nature technology uh, aspect as well. But first I got to throw out just a a few fun Ewok facts that have nothing to do with pipes because you can't, I mean, (laughs) like what we're here, man, we got to do it. Uh, First things first, Ewok. Um, If that name sounds familiar, aside from the fact that it's just part of the zeitgeist now, it's interesting because Ewok was never actually used in any of the films. Like that's, it's such a testimony to the, the nature of star Wars that everybody knows what an Ewok is, despite the fact that Ewok was never actually used in uh, return of the Jedi. Now, since then, you know, of course, i never
1: thought about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Now. And, and George Lucas, I mean, he doubled down on the Ewoks. You, you had sequel movies that dealt specifically with the Ewoks. And so he was, he was all about it. And, uh, but, but yeah, no, the reality is most people haven't actually seen those Ewoks movies, but yet everybody knows what an Ewok is. Uh, despite the fact that it was never mentioned in Return of the Jedi. Another fun fact about the word Ewok is if you think about what Ewoks are, they're kind of Wookiees cut down in size. And the word Ewok is actually yeah. just a rearranging of the syllables of Wookiee. Like this is what George Lucas did is he took those kind of beats and he rearranged them to create the word Ewok out of the word Wookiee.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now he's also said before too that his his original concept was that the, the Wookiees would actually be uh, the the folks that were um, you know fighting here at the end, and I I've heard different stories from George Lucas about George Lucas when it comes to this decision. So I have no earthly idea what's actually accurate there, but. I mean, you can't, you know, there, there is a, a clear indication here. Uh, Ewoks, of course, uh, C-3PO mentions that they have a very peculiar dialect and that he has a little bit of a hard time understanding it. They are kind of closed off from the rest of the galaxy. You get the sense that they don't really have space travel uh, as part of their industry or culture. Uh, that being said, there was at one point a concept on the, uh, the television series, The Clone Wars, to have an Ewok that was a bounty hunter, which for one thing doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense but it would have been glorious you know like like just this really like (laughs) hardcore ewok yub nub bounty hunter that was going out and and acting like boba fett but like a little teddy bear boba fett I, just, I
1: have area. trouble imagining it but at the same time it's a it's a pleasure to imagine it <laughs>
0: exactly and that is exactly that I think that's why they didn't go with it but they still shared that that was at one point an idea they were kicking around um, <laughs> you know you can't say enough about um, you know the uh, a, a, an actor who is just really um, like poured into Star Wars and, and of course made the Ewoks so very real through his portrayal of kind of the the primary Ewok of Wicket uh, and that's the actor of Warwick Davis um, he's a he's a he's a classic uh hollywood icon at this point and i mean if it's got star wars in it he's been involved from voice acting to character acting to uh portraying yeah, various uh, yeah. different creatures and such and um you know and of course you know even beyond star wars i remember uh, uh the first time that i saw warwick davis out of costume i think was in the movie ray uh when he was uh, the uh, uh the mc at uh, one of the first uh clubs that ray charles was playing at and i was like oh wait is that is that Warwick Davis? I was like, I think that's him. I don't know. And it was, and it made me happy. Um, but fantastic actor. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, his, his career is so tied to Lucasfilm with uh, other, other things as well. But anyway, you can't talk about Ewoks without talking about Wicked. And you can't talk about Wicked without talking about Warwick Davis. So our, our tip of the hat to him and uh, if he's a pipe smoker and listening to this podcast, buddy, call me up, man. We'd love to have you
1: on. Seriously. <laughs> Golly yeah. We would love to smoke a pipe with an ewok, <laughs> man. We
0: gotta we gotta make that happen if it's at all possible. <laughs> but no, all right. So I mentioned, of course, that you know, the, the big aspect of the pipe as it's used is kind of in that moment where, you know, the the ewoks do kind of enter into the uh this the, the theater of war as it stands here on on Endor, And that technology versus nature. So the pipe itself that they're smoking Um, is a pipe that we also see smoked or at least of a similar style of another small creature like the hobbit uh, and the various hobbits that we see on screen in in the peter jackson films and all of these movies tend to use a pipe uh, with a very specific stem that you just don't see today and that is just straight up a wooden stem no vulcanite
1: no acrylic nothing just straight up put your mouth on the wood there it is so yeah, but I mean, you're you're right. The the wooden stem pipe. I mean, we're sitting here. If you've got a, um, you know, the the picture of this Ewok smoking a pipe pulled up. It's a uh, you know a kind of a, a quarter bend, uh, you know, pipe. Uh, uh, maybe a mini church warden pipe that has a you know basically a hollowed out tree, uh, small branch that is uh, being utilized as a stem. It looks like it's being plugged into a. Um, you know, you would think in in the human sense, you might use a, a clay bowl. Uh, but they, this looks like it might even be um, uh, like a like a half of an acorn or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> and right. uh, I mean these Ewoks are resourceful, right? You just use what you got around you. And so um, yeah, I mean they, they've uh, he's kind of hollowed out maybe this uh, you know gourd or a half of an acorn. He's got his pipe. He's sitting there smoking. He's thoughtfully listening to these stories uh, that are being told. Um, you know, and so we do uh, you know occasionally see wooden stems like this, um, but they're not very common today uh, as they were in yesteryear. And, and so it's interesting. There's a whole story, a whole history of these wooden pipe stems, uh, you know, kind of the utility of them um, and and then how they're used, uh, you know, occasionally today uh, that we see uh, here and there is more of a, um, you know, collector's item and, or, or an oddity or something that's just interesting to have in your collection. And so um, we're actually going to visit that uh, down the road uh, and and talk about the history of wooden stems and, um, you know, kind of the utility of that. And um, yeah, so it'll be fun. But but that's, that's the idea. That's what he's smoking. And you've got this uh, this tree branch that is being double purposed as a uh, as a as a wooden stem for this pipe, and um, yeah, it looks like it's working out for this Ewok.
0: <laughs> you know, for the longest time, I actually thought that a large reason why you would see a wooden stem pipe pipe on film is because maybe the the producer or the director, you know, wanted that imagery of here's a pipe, but then like like you know went to a pipe store, saw these like you know black stems on it, and were like. Well, that looks like can't plastic or rubber. Yeah, we can't do that. So, <laughs> like, <sort of> like <laughs> they just get a stick and they just, just jam it in there or something of that nature. But, but no, I mean, like, the, the, what you're saying is there actually is a, a history yeah. to the wood stem pipe.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely! And um, and you know you think about too uh, the the imagery. I mean, like okay, so uh, maybe not rubber, but what? Why didn't the director use a clay pipe for that mm, instance? Right? Yes, um, yes. Well, I mean, it, it, let's let's think about it. Right? If you're looking at uh, you know you've got the the image of uh, these people uh, gathered around this uh, dark, uh, dimly lit background with these kind of shadowy figures, including this pipe smoker, and uh, you know there's the um, you know the warmth of the of the light. Um, you know, the, the last thing you probably want would be a bright white, uh, pipe, right. You'd want something that is more, uh, you know, warm and subtle and, uh, evoking, um, you know, just that, um, it it kind of, kind of depth that I think you would, uh, want in that, in that particular setting. And so, um, man, the wooden stem with a dark bowl, uh, pipe, it makes, uh, it makes good sense to me. And, uh, Yeah. yeah, so, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. I think it's, um, I think it'll be fun. You know, at
0: some point too, I would also love to do kind of a, a look at pipe styles as they appear in like pop culture and uh, in, in kind of the choice that are made. Cause you see, you do see like wooden, wooden pipes, like fully wooden pipes in more like fantasy uh, type of shows or, or type of uh, settings. Whereas like, you know, you mentioned the clay pipe in, in most like you know, classic pirates or, or seafaring type of, uh, shows, the clay pipe is, it always appears. And I mean, there's obviously there's some, some, you know, reason for that in terms of, uh, the historical connection, but at, at some point it almost becomes less about the here, the less about the history and more about the, uh, you know, I- iconic nature of it. You know what I mean? In terms of, of how it kind of fits, uh, fits that setting and, and really completes the setting. Um, but yeah, well, there you go, man. Uh, Ewoks, the pipe smokers of star Wars, and, uh, and hopefully we have made good with the, uh, with the, with the Star Wars community, uh, Star Wars uh, slash pipe smoking community overlap, which by the way, I am one, I, I am very much a Star Wars fan. Uh, you step into my office, you will see my lightsaber <laughs> as well as, you know, I got a big giant BB eight mug. I've got a, a, you know, Darth Vader helmet. <laughs> I got, I got a bunch of stuff. So, I'm, I'm I, in fact, actually behind me as I'm recording, I've got my Lego X-Wing and my Lego TIE fighter. Uh, chilling up on either side so there you go
1: (laughs) i've always been jealous of that of that lego x-wing man that that thing is that thing is sharp i i feel like you know at some point uh you know in a father father uh you know a daughter relationship that is going to have to uh you know be part of our 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 story as well so uh yeah i I like that i like that i've always been jealous of that
0: let me tell you that I actually got that thing um, when my kids were closer in age to your kids because I was so stressed out <laughs> and I needed an activity to like to to take me out of my stress. You know what I mean? Something that could like, you know, especially that I could multitask like while I was doing some editing uh, I could also kind of keep my hands busy, so to speak, and, and just kind of
1: keep That's my mind. That's so funny, man. Instead of yeah. a Rubik's Cube, you got a a Lego set of a TIE fighter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A TIE Fighter and an X Way. And I've thought about getting some more stuff, but I'm I've got you know, I've got to fight that collector's mindset. You know, I like I like going for things that are very specific. Uh, you know, for example, I'm a big fan of the the, the Funko pop bobblehead looking things, but I've told myself uh-huh. only only characters related to the Flash TV series because otherwise I'm gonna get everything and I don't need to do that. And uh, with the Star Wars, it's like <laughs> all right look. This is X-Wing TIE Fighter. Those are the classics. And, you know, if you've got that collector's mindset, but you don't want to go too crazy, oftentimes it's good to get, like, really laser focused. Like, say that you want to start collecting some pipe tobacco, for example. Well, I've got some great pipe tobacco blends that would help you get laser focused and not break the bank along, along the way. And that's actually coming from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum.
1: Of course, man. Missouri Meerschaum uh, has announced some awesome pipe tobaccos this year. Uh, the 150th anniversary crumble cake tobacco, just a beautiful uh, you know, vacuum seal style tin with that uh, iconic Missouri Meerschaum logo on there. Uh, delicious tobacco that we reviewed a couple weeks ago. Along with that is the Independence Day pipe tobacco, which is a new iteration of a blend uh, that they came out with a few years ago. This is an awesome English aromatic tobacco that has a nice uh, vanilla, warm, nutty flavors some nougat uh, kitchen uh, type flavors in there but but then it's uh, it's mixed with this nice background of Cyprian Latakia which adds a good uh, smoky smoldery uh, depth to this particular blend so really smooth uh, great easy to keep lit and it's one of those tobaccos that only at eleven ninety nine dollars 99 retail uh, it won't break the bank and you can actually get it directly from Missouri Meershim at corncobpipe.com so uh, check it out man we're so thankful for Missouri Missouri Meersum for sponsoring this show and um, man I want you to to smoke these great tobaccos and and know that you won't be disappointed.
0: I got to tell you, man, the holidays are a great time to stock up on some great Missouri Meerschaum uh, pipe tobaccos as well as pipes. You know, for me, man, uh, you know the, it's it's always been a tradition around Thanksgiving. It's it's like it's one of those times a year that I'm really grateful that I own so many Missouri Meerschaum pipes because yeah. so many people are coming in and it's a great excuse to get you know my dad, my brothers together. And uh, I know they didn't bring any pipes, so I've, already, I've I've got them covered. And we're able to kind of Here, sit around and have this and, one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be a good time. Hey, and if you're enjoying uh, some of that great uh, Missouri Mearsham pipe tobacco, be sure to uh, tweet out a picture of yourself doing so. Uh, we love sharing that with them. It's a
2: great way to let them know that we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba da ba ba ba. Pipe Pipe question
2: question of the week.
0: week. Pipe question of the week this week is actually a cigar question. You know what? That's fine. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) fine. It's fine. Uh, This comes in from Shamefully Anonymous. Here's what it says. Is cutting a cigar in half acceptable means of creating two, albeit shorter, cigars? I'm not a huge cigar smoker and have had little to no luck keeping my humidor in a condition that has yielded anything but a bunch of dry sticks. So when I am gifted cigars, I tend to smoke them fairly quickly. The problem is that while I do enjoy them, my schedule doesn't lend itself to be able to give them the time that such a special smoking occasion requires, and I don't want to waste the cigar. I've started cutting them in half for the smaller, more frequent enjoyment, and it works, mm. but I'm wondering if this practice would make me the
1: laughingstock of the cigar community. Again, this is coming in <laughs> from Shamefully Anonymous. Man, Shamefully Anonymous, I, you know, um, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it, that, that's that's hard on yourself, you know. <laughs> there are a lot of there are a lot of frugal cigar smokers out there that do, um, you know, do occasionally cut their cigars in half, um, you know. But but uh, you know, having said that, it's not something that's particularly recommended or uh, common amongst the more you know sophisticated cigar smokers. Now, let's be clear: there's a big difference whether you cut the cigar in half before you smoke it, or after you've started to smoke it. Okay. Oh, and huh. so, you know, you've got to, you, let's, let's kind of separate the two here, right? So cigars are blended, uh, you know, instead of pipe tobacco, where it's just a melange of uh, leaves that are all kind of, you know, mixed up and squished together. Uh, cigars are blended where, you know, uh, they're they're in different layers. And so the outside of the leaf, uh, you know, the outside leaf is different from the binder leaf, which holds the uh, cigar together, which is different from the filler leaf, which might be uh, bunched in different types of ways, depending on what color country it comes from or what, uh, you know, tradition it's it it's comes from. Um, and then the strength of those leaves is, you know, variant through the entire, uh, you know, cigar. Because of that, a, a you know, a cigar is blended uh, for a lot of different things. It's, it's blended, um, you know, for uh, strength and taste, but also to a certain shape. And so sometimes if you do cut a cigar in half, uh, you may experience a, uh, a difference in that um, blend because you're smoking it in a smaller size than it was intended to be. Um, think about like, you know, let's say you're, um, you've, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, draw an analogy here. It's like, you know, you're, you're supposed to, you know, consume this uh, piece of cake or uh, something and, and like, okay, well, you know, y- you only eat the first part of the cake but there's this middle part of the cake that's got this filling in it, right? And this filling in it is a really important piece of it. And, and it only is, uh, you know, enjoyable to the maker's extent if you consume it, uh, you know, at that point in the process. Well, mm. that's kind of a convoluted way to say, you know, you may experience some difference there as far as the, how the cigar was intended to be uh, smoked because it was intended to uh, – it, it was blended for a certain length, a certain size. Um now, that, that might be in, you know, specific situations, but overall, you know, if you're, uh, you know, one of those uh, frugal types that just are really want to take a $12 cigar and make it uh, make it last a couple times because you know you're not going to smoke a, you know, an 8-inch a Churchill or whatever, um, you know, it, is it something that, you know, the most sophisticated cigar smokers are going to do? No, uh, but, you know, you can do occasionally if it helps you out. Um, now, one thing I'll say—I mentioned this before—if you—if you light a cigar and then want to cut it later after that. Um, and, and then smoke the rest of it like the next day. If that's what we're talking about, that's a different conversation. Um, the when you light a cigar, the ashes that in the and the um, you know the uh, the flavors of that uh, you know tar and uh, nicotine and 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 the ash itself. You know, as you're puffing on the cigar, you're actually pulling that into the uh, the rest of the cigar. So let's say you only smoke the first half of a cigar and have the other half left. You might think, well, you know, the other half hasn't been burned yet, so it's Perfectly good to smoke tomorrow. The problem with that is that you've sucked all that flavor from the front end of the cigar after it's been combusted into the back of the cigar, and so you're you're gonna get a really ashy, uh, you know, uh, burnt uh, experience. And and frankly, it's uh, similar to as a pipe smoker uh, if you come back to a bowl the very next day. Uh, you know, you've uh, you've you've lit the first part of your bowl and are gonna smoke it, and now you're gonna um, you know pick it up the next day. Uh, you know, maybe. Because because you didn't smoke all of it and you're like, well, you know, I don't want to waste this tobacco. Um, There's a reason that tobacco is going to taste... Uh, like like death, <laughs> right. and and it's because uh, you know you've you've pulled all that stuff down through the tobacco, then you've let it sit and get really stale. Uh, there's probably moisture in there that started to congeal. Um, you know, it's just um, it's just not a good idea. So um, so yeah, those are two things. You know, if you're going to cut a fresh cigar in half before you smoke it, eh, you know, it it's probably not the um, optimal thing to do. But go for it. Won't won't hurt anything. Uh, on the other hand, you know, if it's something that you've already started to to smoke and want to save the rest for later, um, man. Just just put the cigar down and and tomorrow when you're ready to smoke another one, get get another one. Maybe in the future learn to buy smaller cigars and uh, and roll with it that way.
0: All right, well there you go. Well there you go. Shamefully anonymous. You don't have to be so shamefully anonymous. Yeah, that, that's
1: hard on yourself. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, this is a trust tree, right? Yeah, don't be don't be. No, there's no shame here.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, great question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question or a cigar question, apparently, uh, be sure to send that in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick, Quick Fire with the
2: squire. squire.
0: Quick Fire questions. Oh, man. Thanksgiving edition coming in from Kevin Tripp. This is appropriate. Uh, are you ready, Sa? Si? Yeah,
1: bring it. White meat or dark meat? White meat. Oh, both eight times eight times out of ten i I, you know i'm one of these people that i just um i I know folks say dark meat has more flavor um i I know i don't know i'm a i'm a white meat guy
0: so that's the thing like if if we were talking about if we were just gonna eat meat then i'd go for the dark meat but we're gonna be pairing you know what i mean and so when it comes to like you know your sweet potatoes or your, your cranberries whatever it is like those go better with white meat uh, whereas dark meat is good on its own. So that's why I always get like a big slice of the white meat and a little bit of the dark meat on the side. Sa- I go both. I, I do both. <laughs> uh, cranberry sauce, real berries, or the gelatin out of the can.
1: <laughs> don't you love my, my grandmother used to use that stuff when you would kind of sluck out of the can you know uh-huh. and then it would uh it would it would still you know it would look like the inside of the can right with the little uh bumps on it and stuff <laughs> well you know and the thing is like i i i, I mean it's tasty right i mean it, it doesn't hurt anything it's uh, i i prefer i'll, I'll vote for the you know the real berry cranberry sauce here. My dad always makes that at at Thanksgiving. It's always so tasty and um, and not very hard to make. But um, man, the, you know the the gelatin stuff. It's it has its place, right? I mean, you know, come on, <laughs> I'm gonna go with real berry cranberry sauce. Yeah.
0: Uh, how harsh do I want to be against the gelatinous in a can? Uh, maybe I should just say real berries and go on with that.
1: <laughs> I think probably so. That's probably best.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm much more of a of a class. In fact, uh, a friend of my mom's actually makes like the most amazing cranberry sauce with real real berries and like walnuts and everything. Nobody yeah. in her family likes it. Nobody in my family likes it. I'm like the only person that loves it, and it's like a family recipe in their family that she just no she can't seem to pass down because nobody else <laughs> seems to like it. <laughs> and so she always makes me a little can of it every single year uh, for uh, for Thanksgiving. So so it's it's kind of a, a sweet uh, sweet tradition there. But yeah, real real berries. And it out of can doesn't taste bad.
1: It's just not real. It's just you know, it's it's uh, uh it, it's very it's very American. You know, I mean, it's yeah. Jello. It's it's jelly. <laughs> That's really what it is.
0: All right, stuffed or dressing?
1: Stuffing or dressing? Yeah, I you know
0: I. Oh, I'm I, sorry. Yes, stuffing. I don't or dressing.
1: really think there's a difference. Uh, as far as I'm, it, it can can tell. I mean, I, I you know, for me, we've always called it dressing, but I think it's the same, right? Isn't it the same kind of thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always interpreted them as two different things. I, I I guess the stuffing is more of if you actually cook it as stuffing. Like did you actually stuff the bird with the stuffing versus the dressing which you kind of it's stuffing but you cooked it on the side? Okay. That, that's kind of okay. Marvelous.
1: So yeah, it's a, a dressing is something that you've put uh you've cooked it separately. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Right.
0: I'm I'm I mean, in our family we always do dressing. Um however, I like the concept of stuffing. I I just don't think we've ever actually yeah. done it. Yeah, same. Okay, uh, sweet potatoes or with marshmallows or without? Uh, I'll go with. That is correct. Everything else is wrong. Uh, turkey, baked, smoked, or fried.
1: Uh, you know, I like all the above. I mean, typically a like a brined, uh, baked turkey. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. But I, I like I like a smoked and fried turkey. But I you know if I had to pick mm. on Thanksgiving Day, what I would want, yeah. uh, I go with a baked turkey. It's classic. Yeah, same thing. I mean, the baked is classic in our family as well. However, I always
0: get super jealous when everybody talks about smoking turkeys on Thanksgiving. We've never <laughs> done that, and I am super jealous whenever I hear that that's somebody else's family tradition. Um, pumpkin or pecan pie?
1: Uh, pumpkin.
0: Uh, oh, I, Pumpkin pie is great, but pecan pie, like once a year, like this is the one time a year that we actually have pecan pie, and I love it. Uh, my wife actually is taking over making it in our family and it's it's so good and in fact there's one sitting downstairs right now and I'm doing everything in my power to not eat it between now (laughs) and Thursday Uh, and then finally man Black Friday brave the crazies at the
1: store or sleep in you don't have a choice John Dave I I don't have a choice now if I did have a choice it would be sleep in but uh, man Uh, I would uh, braving the crazies at the store that's well first of all we've got plenty of those around here and that's just like another day Um, but yeah man I, I would be Um, I I I, I'd be in the bed. Yep.
0: So you know, I've mentioned this before, but my background before kind of moving into you know uh, content was was in retail, like uh, and like uh, telecom retail. So I had a store in a mall um, for a couple of years, and the mall required us in order, you know, you had like these you know things that you had to do for your leasing agreement, and so whereas everybody else in the company on Black Friday was able to kind of roll in, you know quote unquote, early at six. We had to be there at one, uh, one AM that morning. Um, all right. Maybe it was at midnight. No, that's not right. It was 11. (laughs) It was 11 the day before. That's right. We had to be there at 11 o'clock on the night of of Thanksgiving, uh, for a, a 24 hour sale. Like the, the mall was going to be open for 24 hours. And so we had to have our shop open. It was ridiculous.
2: Um,
0: and so I always told myself after doing that for a few years, like every single black Friday, i was like never again as soon as i get never out of retail
1: again. never again <laughs> a toaster um, just ain't worth your dignity you know what i mean
0: <laughs> yeah it's true it's true uh you get some good game sales and that sort of thing and you know i do i do like the it's it is much more enjoyable when you're a shopper and not you know having to hold the line that's right <laughs> but uh but yeah yeah I'm probably sleeping. All right. Well, there you go. Thanksgiving edition. Thanks, Kevin. We really appreciate that. Uh, Hey, if you've got some quick fire questions, be sure to send those in show at radio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquareradio.com. All right, man, listener feedback. We're, we're, we're doing something a little bit different, uh, today instead of, uh, you know, we, we always love every single episode having listener feedback where, you know, we, we kind of open up this portion of the show. We read your emails, your comments, your thoughts, uh, your iTunes reviews, which are always great. Uh, please review the show on iTunes. Uh, but, but we're doing something a little bit different uh, this week because, of course, it is Thanksgiving week. And so we really kind of wanted to take this time and just say how thankful we are to you. Um, we have been doing the show for very many years. Uh, we've had amazing opportunities. We've gotten to speak to some incredible individuals who are pipe enthusiasts or in, in the industry. Um, the opportunities that have come from that, I mean, like it's, it's absolutely insane. And... More insane than that, and more precious, uh, I think I could speak for both of us, than than any of that, are the opportunities that we've had over the years to be able to connect with many of you, uh, be it at different pipe shows, or those that have made their pipe pilgrimages, or, you know, I, I, sometimes I'll be at a, a completely different show, and somebody, a Country Squire radio listener will be there, and they'll come up and, and, mench- and mention that. And, you know, I I have always, since the beginning, have always seen podcasting as a relationship. I've always been very aware of of the connection that can exist when, you know, just, you know, it seems like just talking into a mic, it can come across that way. But the reality is, is we're, we're, we're two guys talking in a mic and y'all are thousands of folks, who are listening and listening, yeah. uh, you know, with that same passion and kind of meeting us in that same passion for, you know, the subjects that we're being talked about. I mean, goodness, pipes and Star Wars, can there be two more passionate topics than that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just want to just kind of say and just kind of affirm and acknowledge the, the relationship that exists here and just let you know, like, we are so very thankful to all of you who've been tuning in, uh, who continue to tune in. Who support the show? Um, you know, there's some some kind of special mention there that I want to make mention of. But but you know, just at first, I just want to say thank you to our listeners.
1: Yeah. Yeah, is the same here, Bo. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, each and every week we're um, overwhelmed with the outpouring of support that uh, folks in the pipe smoking community have uh, have given us. And, um, man, you're, you're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're here. We do this uh, every single week because, um, man, how much fun it is to, um, to be in community with you. And so we are very thankful. We're so, uh, you know, grateful, especially when we have um, – you know, personal events that happen in our lives that, uh, you know, are significant and you guys are right there with us. It's, uh, it's more than, uh, you know, the, just, you know, talking on, on here about pipe tobacco, but, uh, it's one of those things where we've been united because, uh, because of our common interest in this and, and we've become, uh, man, in community. And so, um, that, that means the world to me and, uh, and I know does to Bo too. And so, uh, we're just incredibly thankful and, and, um, man, very, very grateful.
0: Absolutely. And like I said, you know, we, we, we got to give kind of some special thanks as well, because we would not be here. We would not still be doing this, uh, if not directly because of the support of uh, those of you who are, are sponsoring us on Patreon. Um, you know, a, a couple years back, I guess it was uh, two or three years ago at this point, um, we, we, we were at like a make or break moment for the future of the show. And, and we were very nervous to, to go out and just kind of just say, hey, we need y'all to support the show in order to keep it going. And the, the instant support that we got, like we weren't even done talking about it because we were broadcasting live and the support started coming in and it was just so affirming. And, and <laughs> beyond that, I mean, like we literally just could not do the show without that support. And so we want to give just a, an extremely, just a special thanks, a special gratitude to those of you who are making the show happen and, and have been yeah. supporting us financially And then also, you know, through your skills as well, you know, we got to give a major shout out somebody that you don't hear mentioned much, but um, our our producer and editor Mike, who uh, came on a couple years back as well. um, That's, I mean, without Mike, I don't know we could still do the show at this point. He's just been (laughs) he's been so great, and you know, he he puts these tiny touches in uh, that that a lot of times have just just added such seasoning to the show. And so, a a very special shout out and a happy Thanksgiving to you, Mike, Uh, and then also to Buck, who is very new. And is actually already getting into yes. the, the, the chaos because I, I got an email from him this morning. I'm like, Hey, where's the show? And I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I need to update Buck. I updated Mike and let him know that our recording was different, but I forgot about Buck. Buck. I'm not going to forget <laughs> about you ever again, man. We really, we thank you so much uh, for, for your support of the show and, and bringing your skills and services from that standpoint. It's, it's huge. Um, and then of course to, uh, to the, the many, many interns that have come and gone. um, let's let's not name their names because of course they are dead to us now but i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding now there's been some great great folks um uh who've uh been been on the show and and man like i said we just we could not do it without that support
1: yeah yep agreed
0: well hey if you want to keep up with us throughout the holiday uh be sure to follow us on uh, twitter at squire radio is the show you can follow me at the real bow york
1: i'm at john david cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire
0: At Squire Radio, I believe I just said that that is the Twitter handle for the show. But that's all right. No, no wrong with uh, (laughs) sharing it out again. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook, all that kind of great stuff. Uh, All that and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. We've got some great great podcast episodes coming out for the holidays and we're really excited to uh, to present those to you man john david i'm excited to be able to record in the same place again this is going to be a lot of fun no
1: right yeah i think it's going to be a great time we're um man looking forward to it and um man it'll just be good to hug your neck and and probably toss back a little brown water while we're at it oh yeah absolutely they're
0: gonna be, <laughs> 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 be some fun episodes man Uh huh. Anyway. <laughs> well hey man let's go have a thanksgiving all right see you brother